Hi, I'm Janet Fielding. I played Tegan in Doctor Who. The five-ish fangirls have a good time. We continue all the way to episode 324 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. And if you thought the baby swap of Good Omens was hard to follow, try keeping track of the the maid's underwear. <laughs> Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like a different from the virtual table. See who's joined us this week. <laughs> This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. Uh, and this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> For that, those that, of you who are wondering what in the heck that reference we'll get is, it. once we'll get you get into it, it you'll understand context. why we're all, we're context all breaking is... up laughing here. Yes, yes. But that is actually a very fitting way to begin this podcast uh, episode. Yes. Yes. Laughing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, <sighs> we're gonna have some fun. I'm so, yeah. sorry that Brittany is not able to be here. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. We're uh family comes first and you know, she had yes. to travel, so yeah. It was Mother's Day yesterday, so yes, happy belated then, Mother's Day to all the moms out there, whether you're yeah. a mom of humans or your kids have four legs or fins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you're an, an auntie or... Yeah, and then, mother, in my case, a, a new aunt again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my sister-in-law got a early Mother's Day present. Oh, well, uh, early for Mother's Day, late for her due date. <laughs> she she was waiting. Yeah. She's like, yeah. nope, I'm not coming till I am good and ready. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently both of her children are like that, were have been like that. So at least she wasn't as overdue as she was with Big Brother. But uh yeah, we were all just kind of like has happened yet come on <laughs> i'm sure she yet? felt the same Here way <laughs> oh yes i'm i'm i can pretty much guarantee and having even having not met her yeah anyway you reach a certain point you're just like okay i'm done with this it's like get out <laughs> uh, so anyway to all the moms out there hope you had a good one so let's do the news uh quite a bit of news that's related to chrissy actually yes, first up yes. first up salt lake fan x doing mm-hmm. what they do best and you know just dropping a whole bunch of uh guest yep. names at once which is so mm-hmm. awesome because it just feels it feels nice to have guest announcements you know just we've, we've gone so mm-hmm. long really have i mean they kind of announced last year, but they were like, uh, should we not? But yes, yeah, so now they got a plethora of announcements. Mm-hmm. Christopher Eccleston, the ninth doctor, is 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 uh, coming to visit. And I'm like, Woo-hoo! hey, I got to set aside money for that one. For that mm-hmm. one. Um, and then uh, Ashley Eckstein. 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 Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano's coming. Uh, Adam Savage of Mythbusters, 
Misha mm-hmm. Collins of Supernatural. And also, uh, I'm really excited for this one. It's a Boy Meets World uh, reunion, uh, minus Corey and Tanga. But they got Ryder Strong, who played Sean. Will Friedle, who has been here to Salt Lake Fan X before, but he's coming back. You know, Eric. And, of course, Feeny! <laughs> Will Daniels is gonna be there, <laughs> and I'm just so I'm I'm psyched for this. Oh I gotta make it to that panel, and I would love 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 to meet William Daniels and 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 the crew because dude, Beanie, Mr. Beanie, mm-hmm. I love Mr. Beanie. <laughs> Mr. Beanie is just one of everybody know, one of everybody's favorite school teachers. Yes, he he. You know, the the one, the, the I, I I remember his parting speech in the finale of the of the series. I I swear I like I don't go a week without thinking about it or at least hearing it in my head when he talks about do good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then Topanga's like, well, don't you mean do well? And he goes, no, do good. And it's like, you know, come on, people. Uh, Mr. Feeney taught us that years and years ago. You need to remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so very exciting so ninth doctor and star wars and and boy meets world and all the good things and there's a lot of voice actors coming so uh, i'm excited and it just it feels good to have have these things like jared texted me he was at work i guess he saw it before i did he was like ninth doctor's coming and i'm like what so i ran to ran to the because i knew they were doing announcements but it's just kind of hard to get on their live stream um at you know at a decent time and usually mm-hmm. I, you know i'm juggling littles and so i just you know, but the, our local news had a had a write-up about it so i was like Yee! very exciting so i'm sure there will be more announced as as the the event draws near but it's just like i said it's just nice to to see um, uh, this is nice to have that to look forward to yes <laughs> yes i mean i was like I mean, I was just kind of like, okay, you know, what's it going to look like? Are we going to, you know, be able to have, are they going to limit people? Are we, you know, how, what's this going to be like? Are we going to have to space out? Is there going to be enough room for everyone? But it's just, it seems like they're going on, they're just, you know, onwards and upwards. So I'm like, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are, those are some good guest announcements. And yeah, yes. definitely set aside your uh your pocket money to uh get an autograph from from christopher eccleston because oh yeah he i mean he's doing conventions now but he's not nearly as prolific as Mm -hmm. some of the other doctor who cast so it's like when he shows up you if if he want if you want to add him to your collection you do it (laughs) so yes so he's not likely to pass your way again anytime soon Yes, so I'm he he is number one priority and then the boy meets world crew. Um, they're they're my next they're my next stop. So we will we'll see how it uh how it all shakes out. Yeah. Should be a good time though. It sounds should. like a good time. So. Oh yes. Um and then the next bit of news is another one I shared because I'm so excited for this one. Uh so they announced and it was kind of, kind of, kind of a surprise, but they announced that um, the uh, two movies for Sailor Moon Eternal um, are going to be on Netflix. Now, a little background: 
so back in oh gosh i think it was 2014 i have to double check those dates but i'm pretty sure it's 2014 they announced they were redoing um or you know doing a reboot of the sailor moon anime you know redubbing it in english and, and all these things it was huge and so we had sailor moon crystal we had three seasons of it of that and like, that was on um hulu and, and it covered the first three story arcs of the manga which would correspond to the first three seasons of the original 90s anime but it was more condensed it followed the manga storyline a lot more closely for better or worse um i tend to i tend to like it a little more although i do wish they'd kind of given some more of the plot points to to, to kind of grow or you know have some space to develop um because when you read a chapter of of a manga or you know anything it's very different than a show and so they had to like cram every chapter into an episode and it's there, there's some things in there i'm like oh, i wish you would have just kind of let that breathe a little bit mm. um so after the third the third season it's they're coming up to what's called the dream arc which is you get pegasus and the dark moon circus or the dead moon circus i mean and a bunch of things and the the season um that so it'd be the fourth season of the original anime that season is not my favorite in the anime however the version in the manga is my favorite of the manga and i was looking forward to it just it, for crystal to do it and it never it never announced it never announced it and i was like oh don't tell me you're gonna stop with three just i mean come on like you've got to redo this one because the anime butchered it so bad and then they announced oh we're gonna have two theatrical like about theatrical movies so like about two and a half hours long of each and that's going to cover the whole arc and you know you then you start adding it up it's like okay that's about as much time as they would give it in crystal so it was meant to come out in september of last year obviously that did not happen <laughs> in the theaters because theaters were mostly closed pretty much mm -hmm. um and then you know there's always the 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 logistics around you know getting voice actors to come and dub it you know in different languages so then all of a sudden we're like hey well, i mean like japan got it in their theaters earlier this year i think in january if i, I want to say and then so we're just kind of waiting around like okay when you, you know when's viz gonna because viz is the one who does the, the english dub for north america and then all of a sudden netflix drops this little tidbit of um hey guess what we netflix has it now and we're going to drop both movies on june 3rd and it's going to be in all the languages so whatever you speak and wherever you live you're gonna and you have netflix you're gonna have this and i'm like okay <laughs> so so there's a, there's my very long-winded explanation as to why i'm excited for this and it was kind of a surprise because before it was on Hulu and uh, um, it was Viz's Neon Alley is, is the thing, um, but now it's on Netflix. So yay and excitement. And so the trailer's out, uh, go watch it and bask in, in the prettiness because holy cow, this looks gorgeous mm -hmm. as, as the new ones have all, have all looked. I mean, they've all had kind of different styles, but you know, slightly different styles, but it's all, you know, it's all the, the the same source material so i really hope this one that they've kind of figured out more how to adapt it a little better instead of just cramming it all in but either way it looks good and i'm excited so june 3rd netflix 
wherever you are in the world, whatever language you speak, or, you know, if you, you know, want to, if you speak one language, but want to watch it in a different one, go for it. <laughs> mm. So, yay! I'm super So on June 3rd, when you hear a, a, a giant squeal coming from the General uh -huh. Salt Lake City area. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be the only one. Well, no, I might be, because more people like the, the, the fifth story arc than, than I do, which I'm like, eh, it's fine. I like the fourth one so much better, and this is the one I just, like, come on. I want the it. thing. Give me the thing. Grabby paws. I mm -hmm. need the dream mm -hmm. arc. Give it to me. Give it to me now. <laughs> it's just, like, one of those things. It's like, I watched the 90s anime, and, like, because the, the, the English dub, that, that one... It ended with the fourth season and it was so black it just didn't there wasn't much to it and then mm -hmm. i finally read the manga and i'm like what the crap did you guys do <laughs> so much better in the book i mean everything else was pretty well uh pretty uh, adapted pretty well and then just this one they just were like whatever yeah. oh i yeah. like it's a thing like here we're just gonna throw this together and blah and like yeah. oh you anyway so i'm excited like you don't even get an a for effort no you don't you don't even get a you i don't even think you tried at all <laughs> you don't even get a participation award no no you get like the rust star that <laughs> is like falling apart and busted and has like oil leaking out of the bottom of it <laughs> not chrissy approved <laughs> not really no i mean there are a few even the episode and i've like rewatched it recently and even the, the few episodes in there that i, li I remember liking mm -hmm. i rewatched them and i'm like oh gosh these are horrible <laughs> but anyway so anyway. there you go there you go so, and then our last bit of news is, once again, the Marvel calendar has changed, but this time something has moved forward Yay. instead of being pushed back. So the god of mischief himself apparently is still playing with the timelines, even in this universe, um, because Loki will now be debuting two days earlier on June 9th and will be be releasing on Wednesdays. So Wednesday is Shoot. now the new Friday for Disney Plus releases, at least as far as Loki is concerned. So, Which is going to be great because on Wednesdays, I don't go to work until four. So, you know, I <laughs> might have some time in the morning to watch it. You know, all you people who are watching Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision at like the wee hours of Friday Friday morning and being mm -hmm. like, hey, I know what happens. I'm like, shush, I can't get to it till the evening. Yep. So, Loki wants you to come play with him on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. On Wednesdays, we wear green. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pink is so 2004. <laughs> or whenever that came out. <laughs> anyway. Yep. 
So, oh. On Wednesdays, we dress like bankers. Yeah. <laughs> By noon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, there's a segue for you because uh, mm -hmm. that's it for the news and we don't have any feedback. So we will uh, move on to this week's main topic, which I am so glad we're finally getting to this. <laughs> I had I had zero idea what to expect because every time Jared tried to tell me about it, he's like, you just got to watch it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, this has been on my list of to cover on the podcast since we started. Um, and if you uh, remember from uh, my <laughs> first and almost only appearance on Cult Cinema Cavalcade several years ago. This is the movie that put me in podcast jail. <laughs> oh my. Uh, so we are finally talking about the 1991. So it, it actually, it just had its anniversary uh, in the last couple of weeks, its 30th anniversary, the 1991 comedy starring Sylvester Stallone Oscar and this is one of those that I'm I'm like wow Sylvester those are Stallone. words that you don't put together Sylvester Stallone and comedy no because you know no. you think you know he's you know he's Rambo he's Rocky he's all these things mm -hmm. he's, he's an action star his comedy is so good I don't know if it's him or the it's director but he is just there's like one one scene that had me busting up where yeah. I, I he can't remember yeah. what they said, but he like yeah. his reaction is to look at the camera and just have this look like, are you? That's serious? at the very and beginning. Just, uh -huh. No, 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 no. This one was later. This oh, was really? Like, I was saying because yeah. he has that at the beginning before the yeah, uh, opening credits when he's when he's going to his, his dying father's bedside, uh -huh. where he just looks at the screen. Which is this look of, yeah. you know, what have I done on his face before yeah. the credits start? I, I think I think this one that, that I'm referring to, it, it was one like, you know, one of his goons had misplaced the bag again. And yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm done. And yeah. I just, I'm like, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> or, or his look of perturbed when he, one of his thugs is unloading. Yeah, when Connie is unloading him. all of his gear. <laughs> Yeah. Like, are you done? <laughs> no, lifts up and he's got the it's ankle like holster. Poppins with her bag. It's just like all types of guns, a whole lead pipe, a bottle yeah. of poison. Okay, we need to go, body. we need to go back here. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise we're just gonna be like in that one scene. Yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah. Yes. So this is a <laughs> this was originally based on a French play <laughs> called Oscar. And um, was actually in kind of production purgatory since the early 80s. So almost a decade where it was actually going to have John Belushi in it before he died. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. uh, and then it went on the shelf and finally it came back and um, was finally actually put in production with Sylvester Stallone starring and it is directed by John Landis who speaking of Belushi did the blue both of the Blues Brothers movies as a director uh so um among other things uh he's done uh he he, <laughs> he did uh 
Yeah, Animal House, uh, Blues Brothers, American Werewolf in London. Um, he helped direct Twilight Zone, the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so. like, I, I saw the name and I'm like, I recognize this. I should know this name. Why do I know this name? And so, yeah, that, that whole list of things, like, oh, that's why I should know that. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't he direct the thriller music video? Yes. Uh, yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, it, it not a incompetent director behind the camera. Oh, no, not by um, any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, uh, the, just looking at the cast, I mean, it's a lot of character actors where you're like, I know that face, it's just one of, you know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of people that's just all like, they just pop up, um, but they're not necessarily known for like a big thing like Sylvester Stallone, obviously, because even at this point, this is 91, he'd already done Rocky Five, I think at this point, <laughs> so before he did this, so, uh, you know, he, he, he was an established star, mm -hmm. uh, even, even by, by this point, um, You've got uh, Marissa Tomei playing his <laughs> daughter, the daughter he knows about, at least at the beginning, mm -hmm. Lisa. What about that boy who was here before? Didn't he want to marry our daughter? Yeah, but not Lisa, the other one. What other one? The other one that's not Lisa. We don't have a daughter that's not Lisa. Sophia, you think I don't know that? Um. Yes. So you've got uh, Tim Curry, who's the whole reason I watched this movie in the first place. Mm. Going back to my best friend who I've been friends with for years uh, when we were originally put together to do that project about the, the, the Russian czars. Um, one of the things we bonded over was our mutual love for Tim Curry. She had asked <laughs> me if I had seen this movie and I'm like, no. And she's like, oh my goodness, I'll lend you her copy, which happened to be a copy that her dad or whoever had recorded off the TV at one time oh. he aired on TV. So then, and I think my dad ended up copying that copy. So my copy for the longest time was just a really crappy copy because it was a copy of somebody's TV recording. Because, mm. oh, you know, wow. this is this is the late 90s. So yeah. this is pre-internet mm -hmm. and DVDs and all that. So yeah, I own it on then, digital now. So yeah. probably by <laughs> yeah. then the, the VHS had gone out of print. Yeah. But uh, you've got Tim Curry as, as Dr. Poole. Uh, After me, Rocco the rum runner rubbed out Rico the rat with his Roscoe for robbing his rum running receipts. Can you say that? Rocco the rum runner rubbed out Rico the rat with his Roscoe for robbing his rum running receipts. You did it! A linguistics professor who's trying to teach uh, Angelo snaps provolone. Sylvester mm -hmm. character had to speak yeah. proper English because he's got he's yes. got the very New York gangster uh, yes. is vernacular. Now, does it take place in New York or Chicago? I I think they're in New York because they talk about snaps going to Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So. A lot of stuff happened really fast, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you've got like. Um, Joey Travolta, John Travolta's brother. Yeah, I was had to. I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, Peter Rygart, 
again, mm-hmm. great crim- uh, character actor, yeah. uh, Chaz uh, Palmin- Palminteri, um, yep. Eddie Bracken, who has been around for, a, he'd been around for, uh, pictures for a long time as a character actor. Uh, Don Amici. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as Father Clemente. Um, you've got uh, Kurtwood Smith as Lieutenant Toomey, who's just an mm-hmm. idiot cop in this movie. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. Well, so yeah, the whole premise. Yeah, the, I mean, the whole premise of this movie is that Sylvester Stallone's character snaps provolone, one of my favorite cheeses. Um, yep, same here. <laughs> Is uh, on his his father, on his fa- when his father was dying, on his who played by Kirk Douglas of all people, um, yeah. as his father was dying, makes snaps swear that he's going to give up the gangster life, and become an an honest man. You know, get a, yeah. a get an honest gonna, job. He's going to go straight. He's going to go mm-hmm. straight. Uh, and he so- slaps him a couple times to make uh-huh. sure that he gets the message. I'm sorry, Papa. What can I do to make peace with you? Oh, how you want to make a peace with you, Papa? You want me to die happy? Of course I do, Papa. So now you want me to die? Oh, Papa, no! And- which was not <laughs> which when they were filming that <laughs> so uh, Stallone said actually later um, actually that year when um, Kirk Douglas was being honored with an AFI Lifetime Achievement Award he talks about filming that scene and um, he told Kirk Douglas you know when you go to slap me just slap me you know, don't don't, <laughs> don't 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 pull your punches or anything just let me have it you know you're gonna slap me slap me and douglas did he proceeded to beat the crap out of stallone <laughs> which is saying something mm-hmm. um and stallone said i learned the hard way never spar with spartacus <laughs> so oh yeah my gosh. like yeah, yeah you ask kirk douglas to beat you he gonna beat you <laughs> Yeah, he is Spartacus. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so he promises his, his father he's going to go straight and then fast forward like three months or something like that. Um, I think it was one month. Or, yeah, three weeks, something like that. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, a few weeks and, you know, Snaps has not been doing his, his usual thing. So you've got lieutenant to me who's convinced that he's just been laying low because he's planning something even though some of the other guys working the surveillance across the street are like maybe he's gone straight and to me is just like nah never um and then you've got the obanion gang oh. <laughs> that uh that people think snaps is teaming up with um but it's actually um was it vandetti it's vandetti that thinks yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah vandetti yeah. thinks that snaps is teaming up with the obanu gang and 
thinks that it's been too quiet as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got these two these two different groups. You got a group of a group of rival gangsters that think Snaps is up to something. You got the cops who think Snaps is up to something. Meanwhile, Snaps is legitimately trying to go straight. He's getting a fancy new suit thanks to the Fenucci's. Mm-hmm. Fenucci's. Um, he's, he's gonna go. Fenucci's in. Fenucci's out. Yes, you know, he's he's getting elocution lessons from Dr. Poole, you know, they're donating to the church, uh, you know, to Padre Clemente for the church, for the building fund, and all of these things, but the day that the bankers, because he, he's trying to become a banker, is because this is 1931, so it's still the uh, fallout from the Great Depression, um, prohibition got, is definitely pro- a thing, prohibition yep. is definitely a thing, um, you know, World War Two is coming eventually. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give it give it ten years, but yeah, the, the, yeah. the Great Depression. This is you know that these that's that's where that's where we are. The 1930s gangsters and yeah. rum runners, bootleggers. Yeah, which is part of that, it's, yeah. yeah, which is part of where Snaps made his money was yeah. was mm-hmm. bootlegging beer, mm-hmm. protection rackets, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But he's he's offering to give. A bunch of his money to this bank to help inject the bank with some money in exchange for a seat on their board yes. and the bankers are like oh, do we have to take his money and then they were like because all these bankers are just like hoity-toity yeah and, and you know and it, and he mentions air. that yeah oh. he came he came from the slums and he worked his way up you know through crime obviously yeah. but but mm-hmm. you know they they have to take his money because you know, they need it, the cash uh, yeah. yeah the banks are yeah the banks in yeah. 1931 no yeah. bueno yeah so yeah the banks are hard up <laughs> yeah so you're a banker in in 1931 you take your money where you can get it mm-hmm. exactly. exactly no questions asked yeah yeah so this is like the day that the bankers are going to come and you know snaps is going to give his money and you know presumably sign a contract of employment or something you know officially yeah. take the job at the bank as a banker and this being a, essentially a screwball comedy just anything and everything that can go wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. happens there's people wrong. constantly coming in and in and out of the house and there's cases of mistaken identity and uh goodness this this movie i love this movie mm-hmm. it is so bad it's just it, one it, of those it, it, it is yeah. so so bad and you either love it or you hate it hence me getting thrown in podcasting jail <laughs> Okay, I feel like you need some elaboration on podcasting jail. Jail, yeah. So, back in 2018 um, is when we finally got around to getting me onto Cult Cinema Cavalcade. And they asked me what movie I wanted to do because I'm not a huge fan of like horror movies, which is a lot of what they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, really crappy B, C, D. (laughs) <laughs> go through the alphabet in the basement you know the, the ones, bargain the ones basement that, movies that starting out actors do to pay the bills yes exactly uh so i'm not huge into those movies but i know i wanted to do something where potentially they would either love it or hate it um so this is what i decided and you can go listen to that episode it's still out there in the feeds even though the the podcast has since you know ended um 
but uh yeah after i did this episode pretty much i was never invited back (laughs) and so close to the end of the run of the show for an off episode where we talked about survival the the last episode of doctor who in the classic (laughs) era. but essentially they told me that i was in podcasting jail because the but as far as Brandon and Cullen were concerned, this movie was absolute garbage. <laughs> and oh. they hated they hated my guts for making them watch it. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. oh. So, the, yeah, there is no in-between with this movie. You either love it or you hate it. <laughs> At least as far as what I've heard from people. Oh my goodness. The people I know who've seen it and love it, they love it. Uh-huh. And and I and I mentioned before because when you said oh we're gonna watch Oscar you know and and I and Jared was in the room and I was like wait Jared is that the because okay you got to know something about Jared he he is very picky about comedies like like there there's just some humor he just does not love he does not he does, he hates like cringe comedy gross out comedy like anything like that there's and even even like some comedies i showed him like adventures in babysitting he was like oh i know you like this but it's not my thing I, so so when he told me that this was the only movie that he his two brothers his dad and his grandpa all agreed on <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's something about this movie because I know you mm-hmm. I, you are just really weird about about comedies and and all well, I never met his grandfather, but um because he, he passed away before we we started dating but um you know of those of of everyone else in that group, I'm like, you guys have such different tastes in movies, especially comedies, so I'm like okay i I need to see this and so we said we were gonna talk about this movie on the podcast i'm like jared we need to watch this so he's like okay so we got it i watched it and i'm like i'm still a little shocked that that he that this is one he likes because there's a lot of stuff in here that i'm like usually i'd say that he he wouldn't like it but he's like no it's all in the timing and the delivery and i'm like Mm -hmm. okay i can see that yeah i just you know i mean this was my first time ever seeing it i didn't even know it existed until jared told me about it and you know why you know why he liked it um but it's just like it's just so just like it it's not like how do i explain it, it you're just laughing the whole time but it's not like you know they're trying too hard to make the jokes or they're trying to to get the laughs or they're forcing it or anything all of it is just very very natural very you know the timing is just right and i mean you'd never think sylvester stallone is a comedic actor but gosh he's got it down in this uh, i mean they could come down it's, to direction or whatever but it's, it's better than stop or my mom will shoot and i happen to like stop or my mom will shoot <laughs> <laughs> i think it helps that stallone kind of plays the straight man yeah in a good chunk of this and it's the Mm -hmm. other people who are who are people who have comedic talents like tim curry yeah and some of these character actors that help um balance it out i think yeah and 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 like you could definitely tell that it was originally written as a play and and i almost want to like see it as a play i don't know if any if there are any you know theater companies who are still doing this as a play but gosh that was so much fun to watch 
and just kind of see how it how it's you know blocked out and and how they do things but mm-hmm. yeah it's just it just it it hits all the right beats and i'm i was a little surprised to see that it you know didn't do so well in the box office when it first came out because it's oh it's a good one yeah mm-hmm. i'm glad to hear that <laughs> and casting marissa tomei as his daughter was perfect just that scene with the two of them having that face off it's like oh yeah they're they're cut from the same cloth yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of yeah and and this there's a lot of this really quick you know beat like it kind of reminds me of well the the one i the one i can think of that most people know is who's on first it's mm-hmm. like you get that, that 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 banter going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and they just do it so well it's and the delivery it's, yeah mm-hmm. the delivery and, and it's like you're watching a, a tennis match and you're like okay but wait where's the bag going and this and that, that, that but you're you're enjoying it you're enjoying like how you know where's everything going to end up but in the end you kind of you kind of don't care because you just had such a good time watching it <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, I mean, they, they, uh, I mean, they, even at one point where they're trying to, after the, uh, the bags have been switched around for like the bazillionth time, um, and Snaps has ended up with the, the ex maid, (laughs) because the the maid quits because she's going to marry Bruce Underwood, who is who Snaps originally wanted Lisa to marry (laughs) but then he and the maid met when he came to call on lisa and apparently it was love at first sight so um well good for her yeah Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah after the after after he ends up dumping a whole bag of nora's underwear under Mm -hmm. things on the on the desk in front of dr pool Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Connie, oh, you know, you know, and Con- and he, you know, he's trying to figure out how it happened, and yeah, Connie, who you know is is one of you know Snap's you know goons. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 has that moment, kind of like on Who's on First, where you know he's kind of like he he gets it. Where it seems mm-hmm. like he gets it, where he's like, you know, you 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 take the ball and you throw it, just you know, you throw it to who and all of that. And Connie has that same moment where he's like, I got it. Your daughter's not your daughter, and the cash that used to be the jewels is now your underwear. Are you sure there was cash in that bag? Yeah, little Anthony stole it. If little Anthony stole it, then he's got it. No, you blockhead, he stole it. Then he gave it back to me. Why'd he give it back to you? To buy back the jewels. What jewels? The jewels he stole from me. He stole jewels from you too? Yeah, so he could marry my daughter. Lisa. That Lisa Teresa. How come nobody's never met this daughter, Teresa? Because she's not my daughter, capiche? Yeah, your daughter's not your daughter. And the cash that used to be the jewels is now your underwear. Now you got it. I got it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like yes that's it and he's like i don't even know what i'm talking about <laughs> but it makes perfect sense yes yeah. it's like but you got it <laughs> and meanwhile dr pool is like you know picking up the underwear and saying "Ooh, look Ooh, at this money here's money <laughs> and here's more money, money. And, oh look here's a brand new crisp for 20 dollars <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I love Tim Curry. I really do. Um, oh, this just—he was so good in this. Yes. He oh, was. And, yes. And the gal who played Sylvester Stallone's wife—if she looks and/or sounds familiar—she played Princess Aurora, or Aura, in Flash Gordon. But she doesn't get a lot of screen time. No, she doesn't. But, but, she, but she makes the most of what she does get. When she <laughs> makes, it, it, you know, for someone who doesn't have a lot of screen time, and she has a lot of costume changes. <laughs> that too. Yes, like yes. she comes. She comes home from from I think it's on Saturday. So she comes home from Saturday morning mass in like this green and orange like tweed outfit, you know, with the hat and everything, and she's. She's ticked off because the the driver <laughs> yeah. dropped her off at mass and t- stayed outside the church with the engine running. <laughs> like it's going to be a getaway. Uh, and so. why did you have to fire Oscar? He was such a great chauffeur. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reasons, my dear. Reasons. Yeah. But then she like puts on this like blue like halter neck satiny thing uh-huh. when she gets home from church uh, when uh and then she's like i'm gonna dress for lunch and i'm like what are you gonna dress in for lunch why are you wearing this and it's not even lunchtime <laughs> so yeah she does she uh yeah, i don't i don't know if that was you know, just to, to show off just, you know, how rich they are, that she can, you know, wear 12 outfits in a single day, or... Yeah, that I think it's, you know, you know, wealthy people of that time, and even before, it's like, you know, they, they dressed several times a day, depending on, you know, what activities were going on and what meals, so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, given, given that, you know, this family is, you know, that, you know, Snaps came from nothing and built his fortune... And everything it's like okay yeah we're gonna show off just how how successful and wealthy we are because you know we were i was poor and mm-hmm. so you know like his, you know his daughter has everything and everything she could want or you know so he thinks yeah <laughs> you mm-hmm. can do whatever you want except her freedom room. yes well yes. yes but she you know but it's, yeah, she's so. an only child Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's obviously been spoiled. I think more by her mother than mm-hmm. yeah, seemingly her her father, her and her her and, her and snaps have a tumultuous relationship. You're not going to any convent. You're gonna marry this bum just as soon as I get my hands on him. Oh, Daddy, you changed your mind. What choice have I got, you tramp? And after the wedding, you'll move into a nice ground floor apartment. Why a ground floor apartment? Because after I break his legs, he's not going to make it up any steps. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like, Bing Crosby and Cap, Cap, Cap Calloway. Calloway. Don't think I haven't heard the lyrics to many of the moochers. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little too close to home there. Yeah, which I, I you know, many, I mean. Minnie the Moocher, I mean, the yeah, the, the, the lyrics to Minnie the Moocher, yeah, it is it is kind of uh, appropriate when you think about it. It's also a nice nod to the Blues Brothers movie. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, my 
goodness. I don't even know how to like explain this movie just because you, well, you, you have to kind of, you have to watch it and be paying yeah. attention to what's going on. Yeah, well, it starts with, with his accountant, Anthony, like showing up yes. at 8.30, waking him up before he's supposed to be. And he's like, it's a matter of life and death. And Anthony says, well, you know, tells him, he asks him for a raise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he explains, well, you know, I, I met a girl I want to marry and I told her I make 1400 a Fourteen hundred a month, which is huge amount of money in that time. And back then, yeah, back then, was... decent amount of money now. Yeah, <laughs> depending on who you, where you are and where you live, this is this is true. Um, and he's like, and you know, right now he's making four hundred a month working for Snaps as his as his accountant. Um, and you know, and it's just this back and forth of where Snaps finds out that Anthony has been has skimmed off. Fifty thousand dollars because of uh from him because of, of a clerical error, and mm-hmm. and oh and by the way the, the girl he wants to marry yeah it's his daughter yeah yeah or so or so everyone has been led to believe mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. so he goes up you know to Lisa and Lisa's like yeah you know what and, and it's like you don't really notice it at first because they're kind of talking past each other. But it turns out, you know, and Lisa is so talking to the maid and saying, oh, I want to get out. I want to leave. And she's like, the maid's like, well, pretend you're pregnant. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you'll, and then they'll have to, your, your dad will have to let you get married. She's, she's like, like oh. I do that. I'm going to be murdered. She's like, either way, they're going to be out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then this other, this other gal shows up, you know, very, you know, prim, proper, buttoned up kind of gal and 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 tells him tells snaps like yeah i met anthony he's yeah and and i told him that i was your daughter because i wanted him to think i was from a wealthy family because i knew he worked for you mm. <laughs> and so so you know lisa's never met anthony she's talking about oscar the old the old chauffeur mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know, so so it's just all this chaos going up going on and then then the then the, the Finucci show up to fit snaps with his new banker suit and so he's like walking around you know with with the tailoring half done because he gets all these interruptions and he has yeah. to go in and you know yell at people to get stuff done or get yeah, things figured like the out. maid quits and mm-hmm. he he first commit you know he he makes Anthony think that uh uh Teresa is pregnant when he is actually Lisa, but yeah. Anthony doesn't know that. And you know, his wife comes home and finds out that the maid quit. And she's like, "What did that happen?" He's like, "Ah, sometime between my shirt and my pants." Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <you're> the father. <laughs> oh, and then, and then there's 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 a black bag involved because Anthony brings mm-hmm. <laughs> brings out the uh, the jewels that he yeah. that he cashed in 50 g's the 50 the, g's uh, worth of worth of jewels um and you know the 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 cops across the way are, are watching and they're like oh here he comes with the, here's, here's this guy he's gonna drop it for a drop off you know because anthony keeps coming in and out and in and out with the bag without the bag and, and, and it's they're like, all the same style bag yeah, so there's there's this bag, then there's the bag that the maid is, is, has packed her underwear in because she's leaving. Yes, and, they, and it's like, okay, did, did was this the only bag available in 1931? 
that everybody owned one of these. And then, and then another bag is introduced later with cash, you know, $50,000 mm-hmm. in cash because Anthony ends up with another $50,000. This time so, he actually stole. Yes. So it's so it just keeps mounting the, the craziness. And of course, the, the police, you know, the 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 the, de- the detective is just thinking oh yeah there's something going on it's another drop and you know because now the maid's leaving with with the black bag and then then the underwood sh- chauffeur shows up with a bag and yeah because <laughs> they don't and realize that the, 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 nora's already come and switched the bags so. yeah as it just me or did the maid look like she stole some of that money because i don't remember her walking out with the fur coat the first time <laughs> Quite possible. No, I think yeah. she just went and bought that for herself. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it was when like, she first goes to leave and they're like, where to? And she's like, Regency Gardens, which I, I'm guessing is probably like a shopping place or something or other. Mm-hmm. So, and she comes yeah. back in the fur coat because she, she just wants to show off that, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, look, I'm now, I'm no longer the help. I'll yeah. have my own help. Although she she's still wearing the maid cap, so it kind of ruins the effect, but never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Bruce Underwood's into that, maybe still, I don't know. Oh, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Maybe that's partially why he's marrying her. Yes, it's like, oh, you're marrying the maid. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like we could sit here and explain the plot, but it's more that you... Uh, you kind of just have to watch it. You have <laughs> to watch it play yeah. out because it, yeah. it, it really is what makes makes it so funny is like what you were saying, Chrissy, is it's it's not so much the plot because the the plot when you just look at it, it seems pretty like contrived and yeah. there's not really a whole lot of action that happens in this movie. It's a lot of people talking to each other and people going in and out of rooms and the bags being sw- you know, mm-hmm. swapped around, but it's, it's really about the execution. Yes. Which is why I look, you know, I, when I watched it and I was like, it says, you know, based on the screenplay and it had the name and I was like, oh, you, you know, I didn't know this was, this was a play. And Jared was like, I didn't either and I'm like you've seen this before you said it's one of your favorites he's like yeah I just didn't see that part <laughs> like okay um but yeah so so you know very much think of it as it, it was a play first and if you've seen comedies like this or you know know of them it, it, and like I said it, it's very reminiscent of, of the of the you know the, st- the stand-up acts of who's on first just as you know lengthened out into, mm-hmm. a, into a movie and a, and a big and a bigger story and so i mean there's there's it, it's it's funny and fast-paced but there's also some slower moments like when uh dr pool and lisa are in the garden and they're kind of you know flirting with each other and it's very mm-hmm. sweet and very oh they are falling for each other and it's just you know it's just Kind of a good that was a moment. huge risk that little Anthony took, and it's he's really lucky it worked mm-hmm. out in his favor. Yes, <laughs> uh-huh. yes. that was a gamble. Yes, <laughs> you know, just, just every time one of these characters like has an idea, you just are kind of like, oh no, <laughs> what's mm-hmm. gonna happen next? This could end one of two ways. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and part of it's like, oh, I hope, I hope, I hope, and and honestly, in the end, I really had no idea if this would work out for everybody. 
but I kind of suspected that I was like, oh, come on, you've, you've got, you've got a bag full of underwear. You, you gotta, you gotta go with that, with the obvious joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the police show up and they're all like, and we caught you. Look, got the bag. We've got the money. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You think you get the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of, I think the, because I'm not really that well versed when it comes to plays, you know, musicals are more my thing. Um, but it's kind of, I think maybe along the lines of the importance of being earnest, if you know that story, where it's, um, you know, mistaken identity mm-hmm. and uh, just a lot of things happening back and forth but then when it all resolves at the end it all works out <laughs> in a you know in a way that you may not have expected but in a way that works out for like pretty much everybody involved <laughs> so except for oscar that's the funny yeah. thing is the movie is yeah. called oscar mm-hmm. he gets name dropped but we never see him till the very end and by then it's a moot point yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, because because take as, care as, of them expediently or however. yes, expeditiously, expeditiously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as as with as with any good comedy, it it must end with a wedding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so yeah, they're 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 getting you know Lisa and 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 Dr. Poole and Anthony and Teresa are all getting married in a in a double wedding, and Oscar shows up. He's like, I object. <laughs> And then Snap says, take care of him expeditiously, and Mm -hmm. they just kind of cart him out. Up in the air. Up in the air. (laughs) He has no idea why. Yep. It's like, you started all this. Mm -hmm. This is all your fault. (laughs) Yeah. The whole thing is just... Yeah, it, it's it's definitely not something you can really explain. You really just kind of yeah. have to see it. Yeah, you you and you have. I mean, yeah, like you said, there is there is a plot. It's you know not a very not not a very complex. Well, it is a complex plot, but you know when you just see what the plot is, you're just kind of like, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it it is all in the delivery and the execution of it, and you 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 watch this to watch how they do it. Mm-hmm. And to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, so. it's it's not like rolling on the floor, you know, side-splitting comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's I, I don't want to say it's sophisticated, because it's not really that sophisticated, but it is just kind of, it is, it's, the execution is, yeah. makes it, it or breaks it. I mean, there's different, there's different flavors of comedy. I mean, you have, you know, the, the, the gross out comedy the, of, of the, that we have in, in movies mm-hmm. a lot of the time there's, you know, Shakespearean comedies, but then there's, you know, this kind of comedy, which is like, I, I guess they call it a farce and it's more of like showing off how well, you know, the, these comedic actors can, can do these things can, mm-hmm. because you know, you think, oh, you know, you know, people like tell jokes or, you know, they think they're funny or they have, they, they feel like they, they have really good timing and, and maybe they do. I mean, you know, people, but they work 
people really work hard to get this kind of thing down Mm -hmm. to to an art and it takes practice it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of well you know trust in in the the people you're playing off uh, off of so Mm -hmm. it's just so you know when we say like it's it's a surprise that Sylvester Stallone is in a comedy like this and and you're right Rachel he's very much the straight man in this but it also I mean he he gets some some funny moments of his own and he stands you know he he he's he stands as an equal to these well-known comedic actors and character actors as well so it's just i mean it's not just oh you know we slap a joke on there and a you know a laugh track and we tell you to laugh it's no they earn those laughs they Mm -hmm. earn those jokes and it is Mm -hmm. very well done yeah yeah oh um there's not a whole lot like as far as like trivia and behind the scenes stuff with this movie just because yeah it did not do that well uh (laughs) unfortunately um i guess it's a matter of you know if 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 it clicks with you know if it's a kind of comedy that clicks with you then it clicks and if it's not you know yeah what can you do yeah yeah it is um see uh, it's yeah it was released theatrically in the u.s april 26 1991 it had nine international releases from june until september of that year um it was released on vhs in september of 1991 followed by a laser disc edition in November, <laughs> the DVD on in 2003 and later Blu-ray in 2018. I'm gonna have to get out of Blu-ray. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we were looking it up on Amazon last night. Like, why don't we own this? We need to own it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I, obviously I don't hold much water to uh, like review sites and stuff. It holds a 12% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I say. That's only based on on 17 reviews. Apparently, not enough people have seen it to be worth worth doing. Is that that the user reviews or the critic reviews? Um, uh, It just just says 12% approval based on 17 reviews. Oh, okay. So. Well, people get on Rotten Tomatoes and review it and leave favorable mm-hmm. reviews. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I kind of consider it a cult classic almost. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely one that is kind of with time. Yeah. Has well, and maybe it's, developed it's more, a, a following. Maybe it's more like one you have to watch more than once because, I mean, there were some moments that I was just, you know, well, the, the when Lisa says, you know oh it wasn't oscar that i was in love with or it wasn't anthony i was i was in love with it was oscar i was like wait a minute but you just said to your dad so i was like oh and then you go back and rewatch and be like oh okay now i caught the the little the subtle little thing so it's like there there is some rewatchability there and i guess back you know you know when you go see it in the theater i don't know i don't know it kind of seems like like having to go like going back to watch it in the theater is kind of more of a of a more modern 
thing that that people have done like they don't really go back to the theater to watch it or they didn't that back then i don't know there was a lot of repeats oh it was so good i want to go watch it again or i you know i feel like i miss things so i got to go experience it again if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so maybe people just didn't do it that much i mean i was six so I didn't go to the movies unless my parents took me, <laughs> even if I wanted to see a movie again. And they'd be like, we already saw that one. Let's go see a new one. Yeah, it's at I mean, at the time when it was released, um, it got mixed reviews from critics, which, you know, again, I don't really care what critics well, have to say, although critics. Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. Well, oh, good job. Hey. Good job with Cisco. Yeah. Cisco, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was nominated for three Razzie Awards. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, so got nominated for worst actor. John Landis got nominated for worst director, and Marissa Tomei got worst supporting actress. Oh, that. It's not that bad. I mean, yeah. no. Well, they didn't win. But, so okay but i'm just saying i'm like okay yeah maybe it's not everyone's taste but worse like really even the nomination come on people uh yeah so uh (laughs) considering uh (laughs) considering the uh the worst actor that did win is a movie that's on our (laughs) on our list to do this year kevin costner and robin hood prince of thieves (laughs) really okay i uh, i mean probably for the probably well we'll 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 talk about that when we get to it yeah when we get to it so Uh, i okay i officially do not understand the razzies just as much as i do not understand the oscars yeah because i'm like what is your deal anyway it's a thing it's a thing Mm yeah well um so uh, John Landis actually in 2017 uh, said um, in a uh, in a in a interview with um, filmtalk.org um, he said I made quote I made a movie once Oscar with Sylvester Stallone and everybody who saw the movie and liked it would never go out and see Stallone. We did a preview of the movie and someone wrote on the card, why didn't he take a shirt off and kill anybody? <laughs> you know, and maybe that's why people didn't like it because they were expecting him to go in and be Rambo. Yeah. Like, that, I mean, it's like just even just looking at like the movie poster. Yeah, the movie doesn't the, the, scream like Stallone action film. I mean, the, although the, I honestly, I think that the movie poster is kind of actually kind of misleading yeah, because it has kind of that Buster Keaton mm-hmm. look to it. And there's not really any kind of that physical comedy in the movie. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I got it from the library and I'm looking at the cover and I'm like, OK, this doesn't like there's a clock involved somehow. OK. It's like I don't. The cover doesn't really tell me anything about the movie, and I was kind of expecting him to be dangling off a clock at some point, and he yeah. never was. Yeah. So you know, maybe that that's that's on the that's on the marketing department. It's like you you could have done so much better, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I think there's a bit of a, a, a fail there because they're like, oh, 1930s, you know, what kind of movies were big in the 1930s? Oh, yeah, like the Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton and type movies. And I'm like, but that's not this movie. I mean, this yeah. is, there's, there's, there's not physical comedy in this, not really. No. Unless you count dumping a, a bag of women's underwear on the, the table, physical yeah. comedy. Well, while Tim Curry says, "Ooh, a crisp twenty dollar bill <laughs> or a hundred dollars," I just love the way he. I just love how know. straight-faced he delivers that line. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's trying to make trying to make snaps feel better about this this latest debacle Obviously, yeah. like, oh, no, this is the second here. time you've dumped this bag of underwear in my face so <laughs> let's just play along with it Ooh, and by that Monday. point he and lisa you know have have bonded yeah so you know after he gets dismissed again he's like let's get out of here this place is nuts let's get away <laughs> from my crazy mother and your crazy father yeah <laughs> and she's like absolutely and she's like, sign me up yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh, uh, but yeah just uh, yeah so some of the 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 funny bits are you know something funny happening to someone and you know someone else having to react to it Mm -hmm. and not laugh yeah we're laughing as the audience but like you know Tim Curry, that scene where he needs to play it straight. Mm-hmm. But if I were in his place, I would just be like, I can't do it. It's nope. too funny. <laughs> Which is why I want to see this performed live as a play. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, when, when, when you see it, you know, live on stage and you're just, you're, you're losing it completely. And the actors are still so straight faced because they are professionals and they know what mm-hmm. they're doing. It makes it even more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, I am losing this. Why are you not? You know, the, the fact that the fact that you're just taking it so seriously and you're, and you're pulling it off makes it even more funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes it's kind of fun to see them crack a little like you you see yes. that every so often on saturday night live where you know someone will slightly lose it <laughs> it is mm-hmm. good so. <laughs> tim conway would do that on carol Burnett show all the time where he would just go off script just to make them great character <laughs> in a skit so so yeah it would be kind of fun to to see I, I really would kind of like to see this in person on on stage mm-hmm. with you know a cast that really knows you know can really do that that really sharp dialogue but maybe have some room for some improv improvisation mm-hmm. just to yeah, this, this would really lend it to play with it yeah it. yeah so, but and, until then we just have our uh yeah copies of this movie and watch over and over even chauncey was like are you watching oscar again i'm like yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) and you're like doesn't he watch the andy griffith show a lot yes yes oh we'll see there is my equivalent of the andy griffith show Mm yeah so so chauncey you can you can deal (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so we love you chauncey yeah yeah (laughs) one piece of uh trivia i did uncover 
um, that I, I actually did not know um, is, like I said, this movie had been kind of in production purgatory, um, but even once they got the, the, the movie that we finally got in going, um, they actually had to, um, production had actually had to stop for several weeks smack dab in the middle of everything because a fire broke oh. out on the lot oh, and wow. yeah yeah it destroyed several of the sets oh many of the actors oh. trailers including tim curry's holy crap all of the costumes oh no yeah. oh man and 21 of the vintage cars oh ouch yeah Oh, so no. they had to well, halt production to replace everything, remake all of the costumes. Well, I guess that could, in part, uh, explain Miss Provolone's uh, <laughs> wardrobe changes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's just horrible. I'm like, we I don't mean, have I'm... that. He's like, they like, what? Like, well, are we gonna film the scene? She's like, what? She was wearing a different. She was supposed to be wearing a different outfit that got destroyed. Well, we'll just. She's gonna she's like, I'm gonna go change for lunch. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That will explain well, and, why she's wearing something different later. And they had so few sets to begin with, because pretty much it, the entire It takes movie, place in the house. In their house mm-hmm. and then like in the garden. And that's it. I mean, other than yeah. the, when, I mean, when the, the father the dies. Rooms in the house. Well, yeah. But, but yeah. But they come back to the library, they're in the front room, you know, the front foyer all the time. Yeah. They're in his office. They're in in Lisa's room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they they have. They they have several sets, but they're, but you know, most a lot of movies they have several different places where they go. But most mm-hmm. of it is which again because this comes from a play. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. You would you, the set would probably be pretty much the house with several of the rooms more than likely. Yeah. Be my oh, guess. Oh. So. But yeah, yeah, I read that. And I'm like, I did not know that. And apparently the fire was not an accident. Uh-oh. It was Uh-oh. a security guard who had been hired to uh, actually guard the cars set it, set the fire on purpose. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't know why. There's no explanation why, but no, he, he, he admitted to, to setting the setting the fire. Uh oh, I don't think he was guarding the cars anymore. After yeah, that. no, nope. I don't think he was guarding much of anything after that. Nope. So, yeah, so it was a good thing that nobody was hurt. Oh, because yeah, he, you know, he said it at night after they had already wrapped for the day. So I guess nobody was there except for him. Uh, like yeah. here, what is what is this? You're not do? supposed to be imitating the movie. Yeah, getting scenes here. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'm glad it got finished because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At least costumes and stuff those can be remade, yeah. but you know, like people's trailers were destroyed. You know, imagine yeah. if they were in their trailer at the time. Oh. It's like, yeah, I don't want to think about it. No, not at all. Bad, Oof. bad, bad juju. Don't play yeah. with don't play with matches, kids. No or lighters don't. or any of that stuff. Yes. 
Not cool, people. Not cool. Don't play with fire. Mm -mm. It's bad. Bags of underwear, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is totally fine. Oh, and it just kind of makes me wonder. I'm like, well, did she just have underwear? She didn't have any like clothes, or is she, or is Bruce just gonna buy her more clothes? I'm guessing Bruce was just gonna buy her some more things. Again, I think the fact I that the all she had was a was the bag of underwear, and the fact that she was still wearing the maid outfit. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm guessing. Bruce probably enjoyed the made outfit. Oh, I, oh, I, am, I am sure. I am quite sure. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, we will leave that to. I I just yeah yeah yeah. I just how did Nora? The explanation to why she brings that bag back is uh -huh. she she tells Aldo that. She realized it wasn't hers when she tried to open it, presumably that she couldn't get it open because I don't know. It was the latch is different yeah. or something. I don't know. I, I thought like, well, maybe it's a combination and or she doesn't have the key or whatever. But then snaps keeps open all opening the bags just fine. So, yeah, exactly. Know. So but maybe I don't know. She just she realized that the lock was different than hers. I don't know. Um but seriously, you've got $50,000 worth of precious gemstones, diamonds, emeralds, rubies mm -hmm. in that bag. That presumably weighs a decent amount. Yes. $50,000 cash is going to weigh a decent amount. Nora's underwear, from what we've seen, is just like, you know, silky slips and that sort of thing probably doesn't weigh a whole lot wouldn't you notice the weight difference in the bag but then but then you wouldn't have this hilarious movie i know it's because <laughs> of plot because movie but still so, because, yeah. so the plot could happen to quote a pitch meeting <laughs> yes <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's just all like like I realized it wasn't mine when I couldn't open it. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, you, if you had opened it and saw what was in there, you would not have been coming back to the house. <laughs> I know. Like I totally expected her to just you know, take. Like I get a new husband. I don't have to wait on people anymore, and I got a bag full of money. I'm not coming back. Sorry. Bye. I need keepers. <laughs> yeah. Really, the question is. Did Lil Anthony give Teresa the money after they got married? Hmm. Good question. They sure loved each other, so I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Considering what he told Snaps to begin with. Yeah. Started all this. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to get another choking scene, I think, at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Oh man! And, and, better hope and, and, that better hope that all the worst he does is try to try to uh, choke him. Considering by the end they're back in business, so yeah. <laughs> well now he's yeah. he's uh, Anthony's the chief financial officer, so he's even he's an even bigger deal than he was before. Yeah, because because yeah. when the bankers came and tried to, you know, you know, give snaps the runaround, he's yeah. like, no. Like I actually have a guy to read the contracts, so. Yeah, you know when you're trying to screw me over. 
anyway. And Snaps' wife seemed pretty okay with finding out that Snaps had another daughter. <laughs> yeah. By, well, by not that at first. first. By, yeah. You had a child with a new maid? <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, is that whole, you know, mistake, you know, your mistaken identity and failure of communication and, and nobody knows what the heck's going on. It, it, it's, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, a, a funny twist ending, though, when mm-hmm. you, you know, because it's like, this could have ended like badly for a lot of people, but yeah. at the end of the day, it turns out that Teresa actually is Snap's daughter, so she mm-hmm. technically wasn't lying in the first place. Nope. She just didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh-huh. But the way they get it, the way to get to it, though, is just ugh. yeah. The whole thing is just—it's <laughs> crazy. I just—I mm-hmm. love this movie. Yeah. It's. <sighs> That's all I really can say about it, is I just love Finally. this movie. So the lights come yeah. on, they get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and you know, obviously Holly was already converted. <laughs> oh, I was going yeah, into I, this. So well, I didn't even see Oscar on our list because if if I would have noticed it sooner, we would have been talking about this a whole lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'd only, I mean, like I said, Jared had told me about it, just like we were talking about his family and movies and things and, and how their tastes are so different and how this is the only one that they could all agree on. And so I just, and it, the fact that it's this one is still kind of baffling to me, you know, just, just knowing uh, all these guys, well, other than his grandpa, but um but it's just it's just like okay that's that's my in-laws then <laughs> that's what we well, need to that's what you need to know about them i guess <laughs> but i mean i enjoyed a, it it's a screwball comedy but it actually works you know yeah it, it seems so preposterous but then how everything all fits it's just like okay yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> little suspension of disbelief but everything just kind of clicks and ties together but I yeah. mean, it's really interesting. I didn't know that John Belushi was actually going to play Snaps. I mean, that would have been. <laughs> I think that would have been a really different movie. Yeah, yeah. it would have. It, yeah. well, it probably would have ended up being more physical would be my guess. Yeah, And more slapstick. Yeah. 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 Well, the fact that it's Sylvester Stallone is because, you know, he's he's got that action guy, macho sort of <laughs> thing. So, yeah, you believe him as as a as a gang you know that this tough guy gangster head of a mob 19th, yeah head of the mob mm-hmm. 1930s but in his very first scene he's getting slapped around by his dying father yeah mm-hmm. and so that kind of sets the tone of okay this is not your typical stallone flick and mm-hmm. uh, you know he's tr- definitely trying something different i mean the only thing i could really uh, the only other thing i could really think to compare it to would be like you know schwarzenegger doing kindergarten cop or you know, mm-hmm. one of those kind of comedy movies, but then again, Schwarzenegger did a lot more of them. So, so it, it jingle all the way, yeah, jingle mm-hmm. all the way, put that yes. cookie down. Yes. Um, but so, so maybe we were a little more accepting of that. Whereas Stallone, I mean, I think he probably tried to do a few more comedies, but this one is probably the one that is the most well known. I, I gathered from mm-hmm. just kind of my reading and a little bit of research that I did. 
Um, so, because Stallone came right out and said it in an interview that one yeah. of the films that he regrets doing was "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot." Uh, <laughs> so, and that yeah. came out the year after Oscar. So, uh, okay. Well, I'm glad he doesn't regret this one because this one was no, me a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And the director doesn't seem to regret it either. So, no, no. no. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway well, it seems like chrissy enjoyed it so yeah. i'm not well, getting thrown back in podcast jail for suggesting no, no, no you are not no you <laughs> are not uh, uh, you you had the fact that you had jared on your side was was a big help <laughs> yes i i don't Thank know you, jared. I, yeah, I don't know if i would I, I i honestly do not know what i would have thought if if jared hadn't talked this one up so high so so much to me and like saying oh i want i want to see i want you to see this because honestly some of the movies that that i've seen that are his favorites that i'm just like you know i uh i don't know that i would have watched this otherwise but i'm glad i yeah. did because you know the, the i i can totally helps. get that there's a lot of <laughs> chauncey's taste in in comedy is quite different than mine so i could i could totally under understand that so <laughs> but yeah it's just the, the fact that you yeah you know, we were like yeah we're gonna do this and you're like oh jared loves that movie and i'm like what <laughs> yes this was well <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> And, and like I it's said, he never, he, he never really told me what it was about because he just said, you have to watch it. You know, Sylvester, all I really knew is Sylvester Stallone plays a gangster who's trying to go straight mm-hmm. and weird stuff happens. I'm like, yeah, okay. And that's because all you, you can't on. explain it. You really cannot explain oh. it. You, you just kind of have to watch, watch it. it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't, yeah. people are going to listen to this and be like, did they really even just talk about anything? <laughs> Not really, no. So no. you just got to, you just got to watch about... it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I kind of wonder if, you know, the fact that there's people who just hate it, I'm like, I wonder if they just don't quite get what kind of comedy it is. So, and, and again, like the fact that it was a play that definitely helps because I could see that and be like, oh, okay, this is, I could see why. Or you know the the choices what the, the choices they made why they made those choices yeah in, in, yeah in performing it so I'm like okay once I went into it with the mindset of it's a it was a play first like okay that makes sense yeah yeah I think I think I think you're right yeah. in that assessment so. yeah but uh, yeah no it's it's. It gets it gets two thumbs up for me. I'm with Siskel and Siskel and Ebert and on this, yep. and it gets same here. Two big thumbs up for me. Um, like I said, uh, it's it is available on DVD and Blu-ray um, if you want <laughs> to add it to your collection yes. that way. Um, otherwise. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere at least not for you know in Free. included in in your paid um but yeah. it is available for rent and and buy on the usual places you know apple tv yeah. amazon google play that sort of thing so yeah but it it's definitely worth owning mm-hmm. in in some way so anyway yeah 
Well, uh, if uh, any of our listeners have seen Oscar and want to <laughs> chime in with their two cents, love it or hate it, I guess I guess we'll 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 read it out, read out your feedback <laughs> if you hated it. And it's our show though, so none of us are going in podcast jail. So no, no, we are not. <laughs> and Rachel might use the hater hate ones for toasting marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we could start a wall of shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, no, no. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so if you want to send in feedback, our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com and find links to all of our social media, links to our YouTube channel, um, where you can find the podcast. You can also find us on all you know your favorite podcasting channels. We're pretty much there. And if you want to support the show, you can support us through Patreon or through our Amazon store or our merchandise shop. Uh, also, you know, links to all that, like I said, is on our website. And again, we thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sending in feedback, comments, all that great stuff. Um, we love our listeners and hope you all are doing well and are enjoying uh, the enjoying your May. Mm-hmm. I was going to say spring into summer, but there's some places where it's becoming winter. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know if we have any. There's some places where winter hasn't left yet. <laughs> this yeah. is true. It rained. It rained here today, and I I was going to. Apparently, send... there were parts of Ohio that got snow the other day. So uh, I, I have a frost warning. Yeah, for a day in a row. So I yeah. was yeah. I was totally going to send Alex to school in in shorts, and then I looked out the window. I'm like, and it's long pants for you. Yeah, <laughs> deceptively sunny, but <laughs> yep. So where wherever you are, hopefully you're staying comfortable. Yes, <laughs> with whatever weather Mother Nature has thrown at you. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. So with that, uh, we shall sign off for this week. Oh, this is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. I forgot Brittany's not here. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Pool was right. You are an ox and a moron. You have been listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.